0: What's up, hockey fans. It is October 8th, 2020. This is episode 64 of the Clappercast. I'm Burke and I'm joined by my co-host Sean. Sean, it's been a busy week. How's it going today, man?
1: Pretty good. You know, I'm sitting here with cat friendly open. I've got the free agency countdown timer just right in front of my face right now, just 16 hours, 43 minutes to go. Looking hey, forward counting, to seeing what right? happens
0: this weekend. I know this, this won't <laughs> come across. Uh, over audio, obviously, but the beard is looking fresh, my friend.
1: Oh yeah, it definitely is. It's grown out to keep my face warm yeah. for the winter. <laughs>
0: is that a, a? It's not a playoff beard, but is it like a preseason beard or something like that? Like,
1: um, it's it, uh, well now it's an off season beard, so uh, I just yeah. grow it out for the off season, then shave it for preseason, then let it grow for the preseason. You know, <laughs> cycle repeats throughout the year.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, that's a, a new a new thing. I'm sure that trend will catch on. The off season beard it started uh, here folks I, I mean i guess on the topic of beards we saw that uh <clears throat> joe thornton is shirtless but you know doing his thing in switzerland <laughs>
1: <laughs> joe thornton things yeah tsn posted a picture of joe thornton out shirtless shoveling snow in switzerland so <laughs> he's having a <the> time <laughs>
0: yeah so maybe he'll be he'll go somewhere in his free agency frenzy who knows what's going to go down but uh, uh maybe we should start uh, our our episode today with uh, the draft it was uh, pretty eventful it was pretty fun um yeah it was, a, number it was one, an interesting week leading up to yeah, it yeah so number Definitely. one consensus pick alexi lafreniere headed to the big apple uh i wasn't really shocked by that i think that was kind of what everyone thought was going to happen anything in the draft kind of stand out to you um or shock you at all um, so this one, shout out to the Hockey
1: Minute guys for letting me know about this one. But Columbus's first round pick, um, Igor Chinakov, Chinakov, um, he got passed over last year. Didn't get went undrafted last year. Went twenty first overall, but he was way off board. That most most of the analysts, most of the draft ranking people, didn't even have him in like their top one hundred if he was ranked at all. So this guy came in as like a third, fourth, fifth round projected pick, and he's twenty first overall. Which is quite quite a reach for uh, for a first round pick. So that was kind of a big surprise for me. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, a
0: like Yarmo Kekalainen has, has shown that he's willing to take some risks. That's kind of a weird one to take. It's just going so off the board with yeah. that. He he doesn't shy away. Maybe from they making see that something of in of him, or him or nobody that nobody else did, move. or I don't know. It's kind of a kind of a strange one for sure. Um, yeah, there was a little bit of variance in the in the how people were picked but i think overall it kind of went according to to kind of projections but i mean it depend on who's yeah. list you looked at but i was happy with how the capitals ended up doing. Much.
1: yeah so um i want to ask you how you feel about their first round pick especially with hendrix lapierre falling yeah i'm happy with it
0: um i'm excited um and i'm also happy for him because it looks like he was actually like a capitals fan um and like an ovechkin fan a big Ove- ovi fan yeah um
1: yeah, he's got some pictures with Ov uh, Ov. Yeah, and he, and, and he said like right? his
0: first mm-hmm. jersey that he got was like an Ovechkin jersey, so it's kind of cool um, that you know just a guy who loves the team ends up coming there. It's kind of cool. Um, I just hope like you know like professionally for him that that doesn't bite him. Like they don't use that in some sort of like as some sort of bargaining, Delicious like negotiating way. tactic. Like oh, you know you love it and you right. love the team, you take a team friendly deal, whatever. Um, but I'm j- that's just me being a you know a. Cynic. <laughs> cynic yeah but i i think it was cool um i'm excited he looks like a really great player um and just yeah. awesome name Hendricks. that is so cool of course <laughs> you got you got an x you got an x in there like
1: that's just skyrockets you up yeah. the all-name team yeah list. it's pretty cool <laughs> very exciting yeah but uh yeah for real i mean he's had a lot of coverage on him as being an incredibly talented and offensive-minded player so he kind of fell a bit his stock took a bit of a hit when he was hurt through a lot of the season but it sounds like that injury has been solved. That it was. He seems to be doing better now, and that could be actually yeah, a really I'm good. Yeah, I'm
0: excited pick about Caps. it. It's a very talented center. So yeah, definitely, definitely kind of hurt him being hurt. Um, that was a stupid, stupid thing to say. But you know, only only a few, a handful of games played. Hopefully, he can get some more time to develop and uh, become a solid piece of the prospect pool of the Capitals moving forward. And also. Um, Capitals it wouldn't be a Capitals draft without picking a, a Russian guy up. So uh, they drop, drafted a guy named Bogdan Triniev, right wing. Uh, very hard to find stats on guy. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, does he exist? He does exist. And so okay. it's Capitals draft, so you got to draft at least one Russian and at least one Swede. And they managed to draft one Russian and I think two Swedes. I think they're both. Bjorklund and Magnuson, both Swedes. So, um, yeah, I'm happy with it. And also, they drafted a guy named Bear Hughes. So he's this obviously is the, the long-term yeah. I'm surprised he wasn't Hughes first brother. overall um, with just the stock of the Hughes brothers. Um, but also, Bear is just an absolutely insane name. And if he ends up playing on the Hershey Bears, that's going to be legendary. I can see the the merch already. That is good. Just it's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, that could be. That's a good. Uh... That's a good player. And how do you team feel about right the there.
0: Oilers' picks?
1: So, I'm I'm disappointed that um, Yaroslav Askarov did not fall to 14 for Edmonton to pick. He was that Russian goalie that's been compared to like Vasilevsky, one of the best and goalie tre-jack. prospects since Carey Price. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I was really hoping that he would fall down to Edmonton because that would be an amazing an amazing addition for that roster to have like that type of goalie come in. Um, but you know, they took they ended up with their first round pick taking Dylan Holloway i didn't know much about him beforehand um i took a quick look into his draft uh, profiles his prospect profiles and it sounds like most of it focuses on his abilities as a two-way player which could be a really good fit in the middle of the oilers forward lineup Um, they tend to have issues with the defensive side of things and to have a defensive-minded player coming in would be a, a, a really nice fit really um the oilers went entirely forwards this draft they only took they Took, took a whole bunch hmm. of forwards um, they ended up with it sounds like this guy fell a little bit um Carter Savoie um he's pretty offensive player playing in Sherwood Park so that was that could be a decent uh a decent pick there and one other little cool thing is that um one of their fifth round picks Tyler Tulio um he actually has a picture of himself as a kid with <laughs> Connor McDavid and Erie yeah Let's so that that one that one that one got un, un, uh, unearthed and posted on the Oilers Instagram earlier today so that's a pretty cool picture as well to have that connection to the player already
0: so the oilers have drafted in for their second pick in two years in a row Savoy and Lavois <laughs> yes <laughs> correct I said yeah. it's so <laughs> who's gonna be next year is just like
1: wait isn't there like a really really high profile player with the last name Savoie, like ranked like first maybe or something I for mean 2021?
0: If, if there is the Oilers have to get him to follow the trend uh, yes um but yeah the Oilers didn't have a second or a third round pick so overall how do you think that they they did uh because I think they, they had two fifths right two fifth round picks right
1: yeah yeah so they ended up trading the third because they actually kept their third round pick from the James Neal thing um because they, they're giving Calgary next year's pick so they kept their third traded it to San Jose for a fourth and a fifth or something like that and uh honestly like these these late round picks I don't know anything about them really and that's really kind of hit and miss on whether or not they ever pan out into anything um mm-hmm. i like the fact that they kind of focused on the forward side of things because first off they develop quicker so if they do turn into good players then they get their trade value up faster and the oilers mm-hmm. also are full on defense they don't need defensive prospects right um you know taking goalies in the late rounds kind of weird because they usually take six five six years before they're even nhl ready so i i feel like the the forward focus
0: is probably a decent yeah, draft strategy fair. at this point um I'm sure you've heard the news that uh Clef bomb sounds like he's going to be out for yep. a significant amount of time. Of time. But, I mean, yeah, they're I don't. I don't know if like a player being injured ever really helps, but kind of helps address that log jam a bit at the back end. Just having someone else be able to step up into that position once they start getting the games in.
1: Yeah, helps helps some of the defensive prospects develop and kind of get get their taste of the NHL, get their trade value, get their you know get seen by other teams if they happen to be a trade piece, get um get their own place in because you know for example Adam Larson's contract ends after next season, right, and he's being very early touted as possible um expansion draft bait for seattle so they'll need a they'll need a defenseman Mm -hmm. to come in there probably got a
0: lot of good young defensemen that can pop into some of those roles so um i think it makes sense to go all forwards in the draft um it's always interesting to see when someone goes heavy in one position um other than that weird columbus thing um anything kind of stand out to you at all
1: montreal had the 47th and 48th overall picks and they drafted luke tuck and yan my so that looks good on the draft board <laughs> tuck my sack wow <laughs> that was that stood out to me just the one thing that kind of was i thought
0: was kind of a a cool thing for one of the teams to do was when the sharks drafted aussie was it we or Weisblatt? Um, i think he was what the 30th or whatever 31st or something pick in the first round. Yep. Um, his mother is deaf and so they signed his name with with uh, american sign language and then announced the pick yeah. so that was kind of cool, That's really that, cool for man. them to do that um one of those nice like i don't know how to describe it just uh considerations accessibility yeah just things. like uh, it shows yeah. that you know they knew more about this guy than he's a hockey player and you know they it's kind of yeah. one of those nice things for an organization to do for a new hire <laughs> you know like
1: yeah really i mean it's cool for his family too because his you know his mom gets to celebrate you know fully with with everyone so else as it happens i guess it right? started
0: before before the draft um but we've seen a number of players get bought out and it seems like every team is just buying out a player like it just seems so prominent right now but when you actually look at the numbers it doesn't seem too far off of the normal numbers
1: yeah it's just so many happened in like a couple of days span and it's like it's yeah, so kind than are used
0: to started off by bobby ryan uh, the Senators announced that they were going to buy him out. And so Bobby Ryan from Ottawa, Henrik Lundqvist on the New York Rangers, so solved their goalie issue. Looks like Georgiev and Shisterkin are going to be the guys. Um, Michael Grabner from the Coyotes. Jack Johnson, even though he's a, what is it, a fundamental piece of their defense that Todd Reardon said. Um, he got bought out. So soon after the vote of confidence yeah. from Rutherford too. I mean, I get, it looks like Torts kind of gets the last laugh on that After that weird back and forth that Tortorella and Rutherford had after that trade, or the signing, I mean, Justin Abdelkader got bought out by Detroit. So I think that one's huge for them just because he had, like, I think, what, like three points in like 49 games last year? Like, he's just been.
1: He had about as many points as the team did.
0: Uh, I think he he got about as many points as (laughs) he has years left on his contract. So three points. Yeah, three years left. God-awful contract, uh, so, you know, look out for a cheap applicator signing for on the Oilers, Sean. Watch out for Holland. <laughs>
1: oh, I'm actually worried about that. He He's already shown a tendency to just go after his old players already, so I'm worried that applicator is going to get some giant Yeah, watch the Oilers
0: like pick up uh, Trevor Daly, Jonathan Erickson, <laughs> Justin applicator Yeah, Jimmy. Jimmy Howard. Oh, man. Uh, Carl Alsner got bought out from Montreal that was kind of one of the least surprising just based on him never really playing there um, I mean as a Caps yeah. fan Capitals fans all, all kind of knew that he was done when that happened uh, he just hasn't been the same he was a warrior for so many years and he's just, his body's just broken I think and then uh, yeah. one of the bigger ones is Kyle Turris got bought out by Nashville um,
1: yeah so that's that's kinda huge looking at the buyout calculator there that he's on Nashville's payroll for eight more seasons at two million dollars a year, I think. So that's uh that's pretty significant. That's gonna be a huge kind of just dead dead weight that's, cap situation. Yeah, that's right gonna there. be
0: pretty significant for them. And there's been rumors for a few years now that they kinda were shopping him and trying to move him around and he was kind of the odd guy out. And I guess, you know, the cap situation for next year just kind of forced their hand a bit. Uh, yeah. which with a lot of these guys too yeah i mean his his contract itself was he was still under
1: contract for four more seasons at six million per year so that's a hard one to move but uh, now they're kind of stuck with a lot of a lot of it was dead cap space yeah. for, for eight
0: more not seasons. ideal um, nashville also bought out steven santini you know not as huge of a contract there but you know adds up It's only one year on that one i think or two years i believe he was part of the the trade um and then columbus uh bought out alexander Wenberg, so another guy that kind of has been rumored to be like one of the odd guys out and trade rumors and you know has been benched or not benched but has kind of ridden the pine a lot
1: yeah he he underperformed big time in Columbus, so was, he was either getting traded or bought out. That he wasn't, uh, he wasn't living up yeah, to that contract absolutely. that he had left.
0: And then, uh, kind of the big one from today, well, that was one of them. But the bigger one is probably Corey Schneider being bought out in New Jersey. Um, again, not really surprising. Hasn't been very great. Um, again, another guy that's kind of gone through a lot of injury problems, and Mackenzie Blackwood has really he shown he's the guy. So, exactly, yeah. Mackenzie Blackwood took over the starter spot in New
1: Jersey this year, so you don't want to have you know six million or whatever, five million yeah. for for your backup. So
0: we'll see. I guess a year from now, which one of these, which one of these guys are scoring overtime, Stanley Cup Finals goals, and scoring lots of goals because we had. Corey Perry, uh, Andre Sekara, Kevin Shattenkirk all in the finals and they were all bought out. So who's who's your pick? Who's your yeah. pick right now for uh bounce back out of from a buyout to kind of a important piece of a team? Any candidates?
1: As weird as it sounds, I also I kind of want to say Wenberg if he gets into a different system that might support his play style better. Because you kind of wonder if maybe it just wasn't working with him and Torts that he just couldn't play that type of style. If he kind of was like the one target is the doghouse guy, right? Maybe he goes into a different team. Maybe he's you know in a lower le- a role with less expectations on him. Different coach, different style. He might be. Uh, he might end up being a decent
0: depth forward. Anyways, I'm gonna pick Michael Grabner. I think he's always going to be a useful That's guy a you know he might not get a lot of goals or anything but he'll get a lot of breakaways and short-handed goals um you know he'll be very valuable for a team short-handed killing penalties short adding some yeah. speed to the game uh, i think he, he could be a pretty cheap pickup for a team looking for that forward depth
1: um yeah and on that note he actually had a decent playoffs offensively where he was contributing um, he contributed a few big goals, but, you know, just getting a lot of breakaways, a lot of chances, and... and mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be uh, interested to see who,
0: who of these guys sign, like, super cheap deals somewhere, just because, uh, you know, they're getting paid, so maybe they can fit into a team on a really cheap deal and make a difference. Like, it's not like... Some of these guys aren't bad players. Their contracts just suck. So, like, Kyle Turris, like, his contract sucks. Yes, exactly. So it's Nashville wants him out, but, you know, he'll he has value. So I could see a team that's... You know, up against the cap, trying to fit him in for like one point five or two million or something like that. It's a bit more easier of a pill to swallow than like what, like six billion or something, whatever he makes.
1: Yeah, this the six of his other con the six of his Nashville contract versus one point five or two off the market. Yeah. It's a for lot sure. easier. So you're uh you're talking about the difficulty of the cap. How about um the impact that the flat cap is having on yeah i mean i think we're seeing it
0: already with this buyout pattern I, i i would anticipate a lot more buyouts just moving forward just as teams can't make everything happen um i mean we've already seen quite a few and there yeah there was a lot last year but just the names of guys and just the amount of money involved seems a lot higher so you know it seems like teams are struggling to make everything fit and to still ice a competitive team so um just having to make tougher decisions like we just saw, you know, Pittsburgh get yeah. rid of Matt Murray, um, and and make Jer- Chris Tristan Jari the guy. But you know, if they'd had extra cap space, maybe they wouldn't have had to do that. Maybe they could have a one A one B situation. But to make to fit everybody else in and to make the moves that they want to, they, they couldn't do it. So, um, I think it's gonna have a tremendous yeah. impact. And you had a lot of guys signing uh, contracts like the last couple of years, just banking on the cap going up and like the new TV deal and everything. But like like uh, Austin Matthews is a, is a pretty uh, and Marner are probably the biggest ones that come to my mind of just guys who are banking on more money down the road and is that going to be doable now? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, well, maybe not in Toronto.
1: Years, right? Um, yeah. The other one, other side of the flat cap too, that's impacting is in guys with qualifying offers. To yeah, know, RFAs. That um, two two big examples are going to be Andrei, that Andreas Athanasiu in Edmonton and Tyler Toffoli in Vancouver. That both of them, are they anticipated being able to afford it and they would have if the cap had gone up the $3 million that they anticipated when the trade was made. But now it's not doing that and the teams are having to give up on these players that they just traded for. You know, Athanasiu was a couple of second-round picks that they got 13 games out of and Toffoli was, I believe, a first or yeah. a second as well that they just they'd get much time out of and they can't afford to bring him yeah up, to bring uh, him back. another
0: big guy that didn't get a qualifying offer was anthony duclair for the senators he was right huge for them um you know went to the all-star game kind of seemed like he found his home and apparently they just didn't do it I, I i mean there's there's still a good chance that they'll sign him but um you see a lot of teams that are just wanting to avoid going to arbitration and avoiding that whole situation because they know that they won't be able to pay um and keep everybody
1: well, I guess Ottawa's, Ottawa's isn't as much the flat cap as it is their own internal cap yeah, if they're running off exactly. of one. Yeah, exactly. Because they've but, got, like, um, $17 million yeah. in cap space or uh, something.
0: But we see, like, Troy Stetcher didn't get one for the Canucks. Again, that's probably that's because they've got too many moving parts, right? Like, they they, they have to make some tough decisions. Uh, Carter Verhage yep. on the Lightning didn't get one. Vinny Henestrosa on the Coyotes. Um, Freddie Goce, Dominic Simone. Dominic Cahoon. Um, so kind of all surprising depth guys that just aren't getting the offers because there's not not as much money going around so um, yeah, it's tough. it's gonna be a really interesting short off season here where teams could look very different next year because they've been buying guys out and changing depth guys to get cheaper pieces and making tough decisions yeah. with uh, goaltenders and top end talent so. Um, we've seen some yeah, teams you, say uh, like there's a very limited list of guys who are off limits.
1: Yeah, you mentioned goaltenders there and like that's that's one market that is absolutely blowing up this off season. Where we're probably looking at like a third of the teams in the league are needing a goalie and a lot of them are needing a starting goalie. And like some of the names that are on the market, it's like Henrik Lundqvist, Braden Holpe, Corey Crawford, Corey Schneider, Craig Anderson, Jimmy Howard, Jacob Markstrom, Thomas Grice, Cam Talbot anton hudob and aaron dell linus ulmark like these are big names for goalies and they're yeah, all free the,
0: agents like best goalie class of free agents
1: like ever easily probably i don't rec- like goalies rarely make it to free agency they're either traded or they play with the one team uh yeah like, like goalies uh, of this caliber anyway. and then
0: one one to add to that list um we know he's he's gonna that move is mark andre fleury he's he's right, available yeah. right um so yeah, He's it's either gonna get bought yeah. out or moved. So, so it's there's a lot of good goalies. So like a lot like some of these guys who did really well for themselves, like Jacob Markstrom. Like yeah, you had a good career year in your your pending UFA season, but like you might not get as much as you wanted just because there's so many other guys available.
1: And teams can't afford to to yeah, give like out
0: for, as for much the Canucks, like yeah, they could they could pay Markstrom what he wants or they could look elsewhere and do a 1a 1b situation with with demko right like they could get a cheaper goalie and bring him in and play give demko some more time give him some more some more games to start um so i think the teams have kind of got some leverage as much as leverage they've lost with the flat cap i think they've gained on that goalie at least the team's looking for goalies they've kind of gained some leverage because there's just so many people out there right now there's so many options um, so um, I'll be, it, there could be a lot of movement on the goalie front. I mean, Henrik Lundqvist was kind of the first guy to get bought out, and then they sh- Chicago said they won't be re-signing Corey Crawford. So there's some there's a good mix of um, like veteran talent that's available.
1: Yeah, and with, with a lot of teams that are going to have to move over to young rookie starters, they're going to want to have one of these veteran guys in as either a backup or kind of a, someone to help teach them, show them the ropes right. for a year or two.
0: On, you know, and I think in the that NHL the schedule or... that's going to be proposed for the NHL is that 1A, 1B situation is going to be really desirable because of just the amount of games oh, that yeah, are going to happen. Point. And, you know, goalies can't play back to back to back to back to back. So you're going to need to switch it up and have a reliable other goaltender. So I think teams that have just yeah. one guy might suffer a little bit. Um, I know we. I think we kind of touched this on the the Allen trade to Montreal and just how Montreal has so much cap space tied up in goalies, but you know that you need a you need a solid guy as a backup right now, which is curious for the Penguins to get rid of Matt Murray. Um It just shows how how strapped they are when they they get rid of a guy like that and they've they've got what Casey DeSmith as their backup now. It's a bit of a downgrade, so. In my opinion, I mean Matt Murray had what like one. Half a bad season. He's still a good goalie. I mean,
1: I guess the Penguins have a decent track record of bringing in a random goalie to you know fill it, fill a position, and then he ends up taking over the starting <laughs> role in a couple <laughs> of years. So.
0: Yeah, maybe they'll bring back Fleury. Ooh,
1: it goes full circle. I could I could see
0: him <laughs> signing there for cheap if he gets bought out.
1: That could that could happen. Apparently, the trade ask
0: for from teams on Fleury is really high. Like they're asking for a first or a second, as well as. Flurry just because they know Vegas really needs to make something happen but you know they're asking for like Vegas to, to keep some of his salary to get Flurry who's still a good goalie in the NHL and like a first or a second is like you out of your mind <laughs> like that's insane especially with the amount of goalies that are out here I, mean, I guess it's a buyer's market for, for goalies but that's a, that's just excessive.
1: Well, hey, I mean, I guess that's what happens when you know what your opponent needs in a negotiation. You've already signed Leonard. I mean, Flurry has a, l- yeah, exactly. You've got, you know, they they twisted the sword in Flurry's back by signing <laughs> Leonard, and you know, you know exactly what Vegas needs out of this trade. So you are going to absolutely open with a massive offer because you
0: know, you you know, you have leverage. Goal, in the situation. That to uh, sword in the back needs to be adjusted to not say to De- beer and just say McCrimmon because it wasn't it wasn't De Beers, it beer. Was McCrimmon right so yeah yeah it's ultimately I'm really interested to see what what is going to happen with these goalies because there's so many guys available and there's so many guys who could be poised to have a bounce back year after being down and you know maybe they maybe their numbers aren't so bad on like a one year one million dollar contract you know like Henrik Lundqvist struggled Corey Schneider has struggled but if you sign up for cheap whatever yeah not a big deal
1: you get like sometimes it's all it takes i mean you do that with forwards and stuff all the time you trade a couple of underperforming forwards is a you know fresh start so to speak
0: yeah i mean cory perry change and sometimes that's it all, works. it's all you need for yeah motivation to sign some of these guys is yeah maybe they haven't been amazing but they're still good players and can make a difference on your team and you know
1: yeah i mean maybe you put lundquist on a team that has actual defense and maybe he's
0: actually okay for another year that's why two. i'm worried if if he comes to the capitals because capitals have zero defense and i don't know <laughs> if lundquist is still able to bail them out um it just that it just came out that like the oilers uh missing Clefbaum bomb for a few months capitals are going to miss company and for six to eight torn a, torn achilles so yeah a team with no defense having a, a goalie that plays that far back in the net could be could be rough but you know i think i think they need some veteran leadership and uh muntus is a, just an all-around great guy and i think he'd be really great to have just in the community and in the organization even if it's just for a year
1: yeah especially yeah especially like i mentioned before about having these young goalies starting the caps you know starter is now going to be Ilya samsonov you know he's gonna need. Uh, it'll be good to have Lundqvist around if he sh- if he signs there to. You
0: know help mentor the kid. Mentor the kid, right? Yeah, I mean I could see the Caps going after Hudobin, just for the, the Russian connection. that'd be a good, that'd be a good <laughs> one too. Um, yeah, yeah it, it's gonna be a real different league, and I'm very excited about where everybody's going. Um, so speaking of changes, uh, there's been a few. Ch- trades that have happened um so um i mean we kind of mentioned matt murray um he ended up getting traded to the ottawa senators in exchange for jonathan gruden not john gruden the coach of you know in the nfl (laughs) um i had honestly never heard of this guy i think it's i I don't know who he is and a, a 2020 second round pick um so Good for the Senators. They they mentioned that they're not going to uh, sign Anderson, so another goalie who's who could be available to a team looking for a guy for a year. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's a great trade for the Senators. Honestly, like it's that's. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this situation on a team
1: that's not really supposed to be very good is going to be a good spot for a bounce back year for Flurry, or for Murray. <laughs> pardon me, but um, I mean he's still a decent goalie and he's probably you know he's got experience. He's won two cups. Like, could be a good guy to have around the rest of the team. And I think he's, I think his family is, like, from the area or something. He was talking about being excited to go to home and stuff. So, probably an all around good situation for him. Yeah, he's from Thunder yeah, Bay. So, so, it's a bit closer. Yeah, I think he's Ottawa's still a long ways away because Ontario's huge. Ottawa's event. really poised
0: to be a, a young skating team. Like, as much as that was a meme about how we're a team and we're a skating team like it's <laughs> okay, gonna Pierre. be it could be real like they've got a lot of young guys that are going to get a lot of opportunity here and i really hope that they're not going to be like 2010 oilers like just have way too many young guys and just kind of screw with their development um yeah
1: it, honestly it all depends on if they bring the right veteran talent in because i mean the main the main one like they're they're, they're kind of just getting rid of all of their older players all their veterans and just bringing in a whole bunch of new guys a whole bunch of random players from elsewhere to fill the gaps And that's exactly what Edmonton did they just kept bringing in veteran talent expecting them to be Yeah, they bought out Bobby
0: Ryan after that amazing comeback from alcoholism which was a great story last year and they bought him out and I get it because his contract sucks but it seems like one of those ones that kind of sucks through the locker room because that was a huge thing to come back from and Really great yeah. story for the team and the, just all the fans. Um, and then they've they've mentioned that they're not going to sign Borvietsky. They're not going to sign Anderson. Um, so, yeah, the team's definitely changing. I mean, maybe that's a good thing um, because they've kind of come – I mean, nobody's remains from that cup run that they had except for – Colin White. Uh, who is it? Colin White? Yeah, Colin White. Col- Colin White, yeah. yeah. He only played like a
1: game or something, but um... – so I mean, that, I think that, that
0: kind of goes both ways. I mean, there's definitely some definite cons to completely overhauling your team in the matter of what, like three three years here. Um, but maybe that's good. Maybe not having any connection to the past and to you know any bad blood that was there might be good to kind of cut that Eric Carlson, Mike Hoffman kind of situation out and just completely overhaul the team and go in a new direction and have a lot of good opportunity for young players so we'll see if they are able to manage that they they also traded and uh, acquired Eric Goodbranson uh, for a fifth round pick so I mean I'm definitely not a fan of Eric Goodbranson but he is definitely you know a veteran guy so he might be able to um, stand up for some of these younger guys I mean he didn't do that in Vancouver I mean he I think he was on the ice when Pedersen got slammed by Matheson didn't do anything but he actually stood up for guys in pittsburgh when he was there i'm not sure if he didn't anaheim anaheim's definitely a you know seems like a lot of guys on that team can stand up for themselves um so so we'll i see.
1: i just want to point out that right now um the right-handed defensemen on the ottawa senators are nikita zaitsev erica branson Quality. and josh brown so that's that's a that's a solid <laughs> yeah, line <Zaitsev> right <laughs> was still not
0: great on the senators <laughs> as lee's fans were you know pointing out to them this is don't expect a lot from this guy um so yeah we'll see how that that right side adds up i mean the left side is what like shabbat fabian Brandstrom, and not
1: shabbat mike riley um christian woolen and yeah probably it's gonna be like Brandstrom or someone's coming up from the minors yeah
0: they're they're still gonna get scored on a lot um so, yeah, could be interesting for Matt Murray there. Um, but, I mean, f- Senators did one thing 100% right, jersey change, logo change, went back to the 2D. I love it. I'm completely on board with that. I might even buy some gear because I had some growing up, and I love that logo and the jersey. It's just awesome. So after I buy my Hayskinen jersey, I think that's <laughs> that's next <laughs> on the gear. Is is to get some senators stuff, and I really, I really am pulling for them. I really hope that they can turn it around and, you know, get get back in. But I really do think that they need to stop having that internal cap if it's if it's real, and it looks like it is. They got to they have to figure out a way to to get get over that. Um, yeah, because so, they're
1: gonna have all of these young players needing massive raises within a couple years of each other. They can't other, do and that's it again. Be, They can't
0: yeah. let them all go again. They just, it would just break everyone's heart and the team would end up moving to Quebec City <laughs> like they have to they have to find a way this time to to. I don't know if they do it through sponsorships or TV deals or what but they have to find a way to, to get more money and I know that they're trying to do that arena thing making the arena closer to actual Ottawa proper so fingers crossed for them maybe, maybe this just Apparel and jersey sales in itself with the, the the switch.
1: Yeah, well, more higher higher profile players because you know obviously guys like McDavid, Crosby, Ovechkin, the higher the higher profile stars sell more jerseys. So you know, once yeah. stutzel maybe Kachuk, you know, Shabat and Brandstrom kind of take off a bit more. Like, um, yeah,
0: I don't I don't think they're done yet. I mean, I don't think they have a serviceable team right now, so we'll see what they're no. Able according to, to Cap
1: Friendly, they currently have three forwards under contract, so they're going to have Jesus to find. Jesus <laughs> Christ, are you serious? <laughs> Unless it hasn't been updated, but I'm looking at the list, and it's like it's the only one. The only one still on here is Duclair that might come back if they, you know, can sign him without the qualifying offer. But they've got three contract oh my in gosh. forwards right yeah, now. Yeah,
0: Colin White, Anisimov, on, on the and NHL roster. Wow,
1: there's there's more in the minors, of course, but um. You know, of, yeah, they've got some work to do. NHL Jeez,
0: yeah. wow. Okay, well, we'll we'll keep an eye on that front. It's just how how crazy that's gonna be. Um, anyway, so there were some other teams making trades too, besides the Ottawa Senators. Um, so Minnesota Wild acquired Nick Benino, 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 Benino. Um, that hurts me to say as a Caps fan. Uh, second round pick in 2020 and a fourth round pick for Luke Koonin and a 2020 third round pick. And I remember Coonan is one of the guys that uh, you picked out in your preview for last year, wasn't it? Kind of one of the guys to watch yeah. for them.
1: Yeah, it's, he's sort of poised to kind of take on a bigger role with the team last year. And he, he did okay. Like Minnesota kind of struggled a lot through the season, but Coonan um, himself was playing okay. He didn't stand out too, too much. But I think this is probably a decent trade for for Nashville. They kind of get a cheaper, younger player. Um, he might fit in a little bit better with... with nashville's system but um you know minnesota gets another guy i mean benino's experienced he's got some offensive talents um i think it'll probably work out it's probably one of those ones mm-hmm. that works i out can okay never get a read teams. on
0: minnesota's trades they also they a while back when they <laughs> traded eric yeah it's just just weird they got Bugstad. they got marcus Johansson. i'm a big fan of mojo but uh, trading away eric Stahl for mojo seems kind of weird and then getting Nick Benino. So it seems like they're kinda there's a mixture of getting older but also like I, I don't know. It's, I don't it's get a
1: continuation it. of that strategy that we couldn't tell if they were going for a rebuild or a cup run. That they're exactly. doing at the same time. Yeah,
0: it's kind of a tough to get a hold on what exactly they're doing. So well I don't know. Change in management but still doing weird things. So um anyway, uh Kings acquired lias Anderson from the New York Rangers first a, a second round pick this year. Um, so kind of reading it's was on good the walls for, for that, yeah. Elias Linderson seemed gets, like his time was up. Start. Um, there was kind of that that story that came out where, what was it? He was saying like there was just like it was a bad environment for him mentally. Um, and then he yeah. he kind of like stopped playing altogether. And so maybe maybe switch of coast and you know, the most dramatic switch possible here. So uh, maybe this will be good for him. Um, hopefully hopefully the Kings can turn it around for him they've got some opportunity for him and um, rangers can use that pick for sure um florida panthers columbus blue jackets this is my favorite name trade uh panthers acquired marcus nutavara d-man who was injured for uh, a lot of columbus's playoff time this season and the columbus blue jackets got cliff pooh who was i think most well known for being involved in that uh jeff skinner thing right Um, yes Yes. Um, so. This
1: trade, this I need to point out, because it, this trade is essentially just a cap dump for Columbus, that they're just getting rid of Nudavar's contract for a cheaper player because you're basically looking at a serviceable top six defenseman for a fringe ahl Yeah, So this Weird. is basically Columbus trying to get rid of some cap space. Um, Nudavar is actually a solid defenseman, and I think he's going to do well in Florida. Mm-hmm. And they, I think Columbus is just trying to free up a bit of space to go make a run at one of the high-profile guys on the free agent market such as like it's yeah i like this trade like
0: for for both teams really i mean i think columbus probably could have got like a pick maybe out of this like a late round pick or something instead of cliff Pooh. but um yeah Nuñevara is a solid defenseman you know he's not unreal but he's not garbage either so um florida definitely needs to kind of work on their blue line after they got rid of matheson and cleared some space there so they ended up getting a cheaper defenseman than they had um and one that doesn't you know, body slam guys to the ice and actively hurts the team. So I like this for them to just get, uh, you know, a solid guy that can play defense on, for their team. Um, and, you know, there's there's probably going to be a lot more happening, but another one of the bigger trades that happened was uh, Blue Jackets got Max Domi from the Montreal Canadiens. In exchange for Josh Anderson and the Blue Jackets also got a third round pick in 2020. So this is a great trade for the Blue Jackets. I really like it for them. Um, Max Domi seems like the, exactly the type of player that Torts can do well with.
1: Yeah, I'm interested to see because it sounds like Domi had you know some issues maybe in Montreal with, Ju- with Claude Julien. Because when he was asked to comment on his relationship with Claude, he was like, I don't want to talk about that or something. So I'm interested to yeah. see if Domi and Tortorella can get along. Because otherwise, this is a really good trade for Columbus because they get a scoring center. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he's in my opinion, he's a better player for for the team than Josh Anderson. And they also get a draft pick out of it. And I think Columbus, this was an excellent trade for them. Um, Montreal kind of got fleeced a bit, I feel. But maybe Josh Anderson is healthy and maybe he can kind of be the type of player. Because he really is a Montreal Canadiens type forward. like small skilled and physical and he brings the physicality that the team might actually need you know compared to what they didn't have before versus max domi who was a center they already had younger centers who were better push domi down the depth chart they get josh anderson who can come in and be physical on the second line right wing or
0: something Um, i think when i originally saw the trade i definitely overvalued anderson because i thought he was still as good as he was but he's definitely been had some injury seasons and hasn't really done the thing thing with anderson
1: he had he had the one good season where he was like a 27 goal scorer or something and the rest of his years have been either half year split with the ahl or he's been injured or he hasn't you know been as offensively productive but his his contribution is more in just like the the physical and the engagement side and that t- in that part of it so if he can still do that and his shoulder's healthy enough to do so then he can still yeah be and uh, domi
0: signed a uh two-year uh two-year contract with columbus after this trade um where he signed for an AAV of five point three million. So, if they're gonna play him second line, seems like a seems like a solid start. Um, we'll see if he's you know gonna play a major role in their offense or if he plays up and down up or down the lineup. Um, but it seems like a good trade for them. Kind of seems like uh, to me like a bit of a almost setting up for a replacement for like Nick Foligno almost like kind of that similar kind of style where you know can play both ends of the rink kind of engages in that physical game for sure uh you know fights gets into that aspect of the game as well so um yeah i mean it seems like it seems like a good trade for for both teams um and then i guess the last one that i kind of wanted to comment on here um was the sharks acquired devin dubnik (laughs) and a seventh round pick from the wild uh in exchange for a 2022 fifth round pick so this one's kind of a head-scratcher for me for both teams. Um, I don't really understand the Sharks getting Dubnik. Well, like, I don't know it's if this all is a new major EO upgrade remember, for
1: them. Remember earlier in the episode we were talking about how teams going to need that 1A, 1B situation for, for moving forward? The Sharks are doing that. They just ended up with a 2A, 2B instead.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like It's just a a weird move. Yeah, like, they, sh- they
1: literally is, now have two of the statistically worst goalies in the NHL over the last three seasons as their tandem, so I'm confused. I don't get it.
0: I don't get why they didn't stick with Dell.
1: Or, you know, wait and, a week for the amazing free agent goalie market. Yeah, that just opened and up.
0: And then for the Wild, like, doesn't seem like they got a lot back. I mean, I know Dubnik's not great, but to just to give up Dubnik and a seventh in 2022 – and get a 2022 fifth back like i said I, I just don't know what this is doing for them i guess it's shedding dubnik's contract but yeah. i don't know it seems like a bit of a weird one so the wild are kind of all over the place all right well i guess the, the last thing here that i wanted to touch touch on here is uh, kind of wanted to uh tip tip the hat to justin williams on a great career he announced his retirement um after 19 seasons in the nhl mr mr game seven officially calling it a career. We'll see if he'll magically come back. If the Carolina Hurricanes are looking like they're going to enter playoffs again, um, but uh, yeah, props to him. And also, I wanted to give props to Matt Niskanen for also unexpectedly announcing his retirement. Um, currently, he was with the Philadelphia Flyers, and it looked like he was solid second pairing, sometimes third pairing guy for them. Huge part, yeah. Of the he played played a lot of minutes in um, in the playoffs, but I don't know. I guess he's.
1: Yeah, he. Uh, I think I saw him mention it's kind of he just wants to step away, be with his family, and with the complete uncertainty surrounding the season, with how they're going to restart it, and the whole and like you know, pandemics type stuff going on. That he just kind of wanted to step away and you know take that aspect out of his life. To yeah, you know, fair enough.
0: Easy, I mean, you know. he's played a number of years. He's won a cup and definitely takes a toll on you i i wonder if they were trying to get him to agree to like a trade to some garbage team or something if that was what they were going to do and he just said you know what screw that i don't want to i don't want to go play some dumpster fire team and then just announced his retirement Seems seems it was very unexpected so uh congrats to both those guys um both former caps and i liked i liked both of them when they were on the team so props to them
1: So that wraps things up for this time here on ClapperCast. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to our show on any podcast platform. To keep up to date with the latest content, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Clappercast Media or on Twitter at ClapperCast. How do you feel about your team's draft this season? Let us know on our social media posts. We'll see you guys next time with more Hockey Talk.